You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. back with another episode of from the raptors sam and i are here recording on sunday november 21st after back-to-back games for the celtics which were back-to-back wins celtics above 500 for the first time this season which is crazy to say out loud but it's it's a beautiful thing sam was begging for it on our pregame show yesterday he's like i'm tired of talking about the whole 500 thing and they delivered sam they delivered yeah i mean as they should have they didn't play down to their competition for three quarters they didn't um the fourth quarter, things got close again at the end. But uh, Tatum with another good game. That's three in a row for him now. I think we can all take a deep sigh of relief, deep breath, yeah. however you'd like to say it. Um, yep. Grant Williams has continued to be great. He's hit double digits in four of the last five. I had to look it up today because I was just curious. I was like, you know, he's really been playing pretty well. Um, Schroeder continues to ball out. You know, across the board, Horford with another, another double-double. Pretty pretty solid outing. Again, let things get close towards the end there, but I'm fine with it. Glad they beat the Lakers on Friday. That was the big one for me. I believe I said it on the podcast that I thought it was a must win. If not on the podcast, yeah. I said it pregame. But I believed that, and uh, it turns out they won. And you were there. You got to see it. How, how was it like I to was. be back, Jack? Tell the people. Oh, it was phenomenal. I hadn't been to a Celtics game in a while. I'm actually going on Monday again, which is great, but that game's a little bit cheaper, obviously. Um, it, I mean, it was it was amazing to be there at the the Celtics game against the Lakers. Seeing, I mean, as much as you can hate him, seeing LeBron in person is sick. Like, just to see the Celtics beat LeBron was even better. Uh, seeing Russ and Davis and all those guys in person. Davis looks so dominant in person. Um, but the, the Celtics looked phenomenal. Um, first quarter obviously wasn't great. Lakers kind of had their way. Josh Richardson kept him in it. Uh, then Tatum got hot. Smart Schroeder did too. <clears throat> yeah, Smarter got hot. Give him the credit, not that you're one not to, but the people <laughs> need to hear. Yeah, no, everyone, they, they pulled it together. It was, that was just a great game. Uh, and, and it was great to see the Lakers crumble. I mean, that's that's always fun as well. And, and the biggest part for me was the Lakers had to run through Westbrook because the Celtics were letting them and he just didn't deliver, which I mean, must be music to your ears. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. The team's bad besides LeBron and Davis. It's exactly what I've been shouting at the, the sky all summer up until now. I've taken my victory laps on post game with KJ, then pregame the day after. I'll take it now. That team is not good. I, yeah, no, everyone made a huge deal about Westbrook. And he is not good. He's not good. He's, it, he might be not not good, might not be the best way to describe him, but he's certainly not a good fit on that team. Yes, I, I can agree with that. Because, like, on that Wizards team last year, I think it's a much better fit for him. Like, you see the way he carried them to the playoffs. This fit uh, on the Lakers, he's not built to be the third star. Uh, he's one of those guys who has to be the first star, primary star on a team if they want to do well. But he's never been good enough to be that guy and lead a team to a championship, which is whatever. I mean, maybe you could argue he's never had the pieces to like be the first guy and lead them. I'm saying be the first guy and lead him. He's had the pieces to win a championship. I don't think he's ever going to be the first guy and lead a team to a championship. I I agree with you. 
his play style doesn't fit that. His best bet would be to buy into the playmaking role and truly look to be setting guys up, which is just no, not know. a role he's going to have on this Lakers that's, team. That's my point. My my thing was the way he plays the game, he's at his best and is only like an elite player when he's the best player on the team, but he's never going to be the best player on a championship team, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's my point. That's my point. He He's not... I don't think he'll be able to lead a team on his own to a championship, but I don't think, but I think his value to a team drops off significantly when he can't be that guy, which is just, I mean, it's not a good spot to be in as a player like that. So um, it's tough. I, anyways, Celtics beat the Lakers. That was great. Went on to play the Thunder. I thought their offense against the Thunder was the best they'd played all season by far. And obviously it helps when you're going against a team like the Thunder, who are obviously not a very good six uh, and 10 team. As far as bad teams go, they're not the worst of bad. Teams. And, they are, I will say, they're not like a bottom-tier defense either. I think, I mean, they're not top 10, or even top 15, but they're not like 30th, you know what I'm saying? So they're not like they're not like the Pistons or the Rockets who are horrendous. But, um, yeah, their offense, and, and I was taking notes last night because I was writing a, a recap, um, drive and kick and drive and kick and drive and kick. And that's what Ime Yudoga said before the game. He was like, if you see me yelling on the sidelines, it's me telling them to drive and kick out to open guys. And they did that. Schroeder is that guy. Mike Gorman said it during the the broadcast. That in between game is him. Schroeder was dominating the Thunder. He he's yeah. on a, a a war path against his former teams in three games in a row: Hawks, Lakers, Thunder. No, he was he's not. Just, he was not good off. against Atlanta. My, I know. My point is, he's played against all three of his former teams yes. right in a row. But the latter two, he played better, and obviously, but yeah, let's talk Schroeder a little bit. He's been. He's been probably. The second best guy in this team most of the year. That being said, with Brown out, not counting Brown in that statement. But he's fantastic. He gets anywhere he wants on the floor, it seems. He's so fast. He's able to get himself to the rim. And when he's getting himself to the rim, makes things easier for the other guys on the team because the defense has to worry about that. And he's finishing around the rim. He's not just driving and being reckless. He's under control and he's figured it out. And the biggest thing is he's not afraid to take those mid-range shots, which you've been preaching, and I'll give you credit for it. It's important. It, it's I'm not just screaming out here, and I know I know you understand that. It is important to take those shots because if you're not taking them, that's one less thing the defense has to worry about when trying to guard you. They say, okay, he's not going to shoot a three. He must be going to the basket. And you could see it last night. Two. Tatum takes a few threes in the first quarter. He starts off two for five, and all three of his misses were threes. And he's trying these step backs, trying whatever. Then he takes a second, hits a couple mid-range shots, gets to the hoop, and then he's nailing threes left and right because the defense has to worry about other things. It, it, it's clockwork. It's just what they have to do. And Tatum exemplified it perfectly against the Thunder. He's been much, much better this week. Uh, I don't know if he was great on Monday against Cleveland, but he obviously came to play against Atlanta. That game didn't go the way they'd like. Balled out against the Lakers, continued his hot streak against OKC. They've got Houston tomorrow, who he played well against the first time around. We'll have to see if he brings it again. But if he does, it's safe to say he's back. And it's a great time for him to be confident again because Jalen Brown's coming back in the lineup sooner or later here. I'd imagine by Wednesday, by the time they have to play the Nets, he'll be back. And I couldn't be more excited because now you're going to have Brown, who always seems to play well, right? He's he's never yeah. really the type to have a stretch of games where he's not good. Once in a while, you know, we saw against uh, New York. No, not New York. I'm sorry. Toronto, 
he was not very good earlier this season, but he's been pretty consistent for the most part throughout his career. So you have the most important scoring piece up and running now. You've got Jalen Brown as the secondary scorer yep. or primary some nights, and now you've got the third guy, Schroeder, balling out, scoring 30 points a game. Not a game, but he's getting pretty close, 29 yesterday. I hate saying this because I love I love Kemba. Schroeder is what we wanted from Kemba last season, uh, in my opinion. I, yeah. I think this is exactly what you wanted Kemba, to see from Kemba last season. I guess Kemba was truly a step slow. The the injuries slowed him down. He wasn't yeah, able to get to the basket. It's not his fault. And he wasn't yeah. finishing when he was running. Remember when he came back in the lineup and we were like perplexed with how much he kept getting blocked? Yep. That's the difference. Yeah, and it's not like this isn't to say like we don't like Kemba. Like I personally love Kemba. Fine with Kemba, you, but it, it's just the injury obviously got to him. He's struggling again a little bit this season. Um, well, the Knicks fleece the Celtics, yeah. Jack. I mean, <laughs> Celtics nowhere to go now that they no longer have Fournier and Kemba Walker, yeah. who are so valuable to the Knicks, and the Knicks are so good, and they they use those guys so well. They sit them the whole fourth quarter. <laughs> um. No, yeah, Schroeder is doing everything I think you wanted from Kemba last year. Uh, and again, that's not to say you don't like Kemba. It's just Schroeder has that step a little bit quicker, can finish at the rim a little bit better. He's hitting those mid-range shots. And he runs the offense so, so well. Um, Tatum obviously gets his chance handing the ball. Smart does as well. But the way Schroeder and Horford particularly run the pick and roll, it's just easy drives. The defense has to collapse or else Schroeder will finish. Uh, easy threes on the outside at that point. The passing last night, the Celtics were doing, we're recording this the day after the Thunder game. The passing was just absolutely beautiful. There were a couple plays in there. Great in ball particular. movement. Exactly. It's, Start it's dry the game. kick it. Yeah. You go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, there was one right at the beginning of the game. I believe it was Horford that was on a drive, kicked it out to the corner to shooter, moved it to Smart, Smart to Tatum. Tatum hit a three at the top. I mean, everybody touched the ball yeah. in that possession. And not to mention how great Grant Williams has been consistently knocking down his threes makes it easier for those assist numbers to go up. He's probably the guy that gets left open the most on this team. His teams want him to prove himself. And here he is confidently shooting the ball. And you can see the difference in how Grant is playing. Okay. Think of it like this. I believe just last week or even more recently, right? I'm like saying, okay, Grant, one of the reasons he's so great at three-point shooting is because his shot selection is so great. He's only yep. taking threes when he has acres of space. Now he's so confident he has a quick trigger, which is a good thing. This is not, he's not chucking. He's confident enough with somebody closing out on him, which is not something we traditionally have seen from Grant, to take the shot. It looks like he's able to get off a quicker release and be drilling them. This is huge. I'm, I am begging. I'm begging all of you on Twitter who hate on Grant. Please at me. Just, just say something. I Very promise quiet. you. We'll have say to have something. our our boy Timmy G on of the Banner Banter podcast. Good friend of yeah. our show, but not a f friend of Grant Williams. He will not even say Grant's name traditionally. He will address him as twelve. I need it. I, I need I need to talk my shit. Everyone before the season, everyone. I've been Sam. You can vouch. I have never once ever ever Neither been down on Grant Williams. You have not. Neither and I'm you. traditionally I'm pretty saying, good about Grant too. I've always had Grant respect. Hey, I, I have been. I'm taking all the flowers. I'm taking them for myself on this one. Shout out Grant Williams. He is the drive and kick king. 
It, if if Schroeder's driving in the corner, easy three. Tatum's driving in the corner, easy three. Above the, I don't care where Grant Williams is. Let me let me read you a stat for all you. I'm I'm hyped up. Is it the Grandy stat? No. <laughs> Taylor Snow. Shout out. I'll Grant Williams up. has made the fifth most corner threes in the NBA this season at a 55.6% clip, 15 of 27 from the corner. The last time a Celtics had a player shoot at least at least 50% from corner threes, minimum one attempt per game, was 2010-2011. No, no, you know, Ray Allen, Ray Allen, Grant Williams is that guy. All that means Grant is going to leave and go play with LeBron when the going gets done. (laughs) I mean, Grant Williams, who famously missed the first 24 three pointers of his NBA career, went four for six on Saturday against OKC at 41, uh, 41, 43.1%. He's entered the NBA's top 20 in three point shooting ahead of, among others, Zach Levine. Gordon Hayward, Kemba Walker, Kevin Durant, and Steph Curry. I, he's a beast. He, he's an. How many threes has he taken a game? I don't even know. It's got to be a lot. I have it's to imagine two. it's a lot. I, I mean, he's he's incredible. Three, probably he's taken three point four threes a game at forty three point one percent. He's leading the Celtics uh, in, in three point percentage outside of Jabari Parker and Ennis Cantor, who nailed one versus the Lakers. Cantor, beast. absolute animal. He played well last night, too. Yeah, he, he wasn't to bad yesterday. It was so funny. Before that game, like, he hadn't even been good at the things he's supposed to be good at. Like, he had stone hands underneath, wasn't yeah. able to catch and finish, and wasn't finishing putbacks and things like that. But I'm glad he had himself a nice game. I like Cantor. I think he's hilarious. So I do, too. I, mean, I think he's, a, he's super Say funny. what you want about the politics. I think the only annoying part about him talking about politics is that people are trying to tie it together that he's not playing because he's speaking out, which and is just I not true say, because he's not better than the people ahead of him exactly he played all right last night i think he the 10 and 10 was great he still looked rough on defense obviously if you're gonna switch you know people were just taking floaters over him because he wouldn't leave the paint stuff like that so there's obviously flaws but for for what he is he he played well last night so i'll I'll give him that credit but grant williams man on top of the threes he's giving you defense he got cooked by lebron for a quarter then he immediately turned it around and clamped last night he looked fine he just he's everything you want He's turning into a power forward version of Marcus. And I think I'd said that is rookie season. And obviously the defense isn't as elite there yet. Like I don't think it ever will be, but he's shooting like people want Marcus to shoot. <laughs> he's shooting like people want everybody to shoot. He, he's, he's shooting better than Neesmith and Pritchard this season. I yes. he probably has more makes than both of them combined. And I understand the want for Pritchard and Neesmith to, to get in and make shots. But when Williams and even Romeo all throw in, who didn't play too much against the Thunder, are shooting like this, I, I mean, you don't, there's not much, not necessarily need for Neesmith Smith and Pritchard, but you can't really justify playing them over guys who are this hot. And Grant Williams is hot. And not only is he hot, but he's consistent, which is so, so key. He's He's been phenomenal. I'd like to see him be, not that he's been particularly bad, but more consistent on the defensive end. Yes. There have yes. been times, just like you mentioned, the first quarter you got cooked. Uh, burned into my brain. He got really brutally cooked on opening night against Randall. I mean, just that was good defense. He played good defense against Randall. I'll go to my grave with that. He, it's just well, Randall he, making. He didn't slow shot. him down at all. So there, there's that. But I mean, if he's truly locked in on defense all the time and able to stick with guys and be versatile, he'll be very valuable to the Celtics. Another guy who's been very valuable off the bench has been Josh Richardson. He is. Turned up this week, I believe 
I, I don't really know what he scored yesterday. Well, he had a good game yesterday, from what I remember. Right? He he yeah. cracked double digits again. No, he had six versus the Thunder. That's it. Really? Yeah, two for six. His impact was a lot more. He, you can you can see the impact lately, which is Anyways, phenomenal. Consistent, uh, consistently lately, he's been very good off the bench. Good energy, good defense. He he's been playing hard on defense the whole year. That's one thing you really can't knock him. His shot hasn't been the best all at all times, but two for three versus under from deep. So there's that. Yeah. But I mean, the Lakers game in particular was great for him. Yeah, him he and Marcus so gave the team a kick in the ass. Marcus in particular in that first quarter was the driving for, I mean, without oh, yeah. those two, they're down 30. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, Richardson, just like Schroeder, his ability to get to the paint into the mid range and make plays from there. That's what the Celtics have to do. I mean, they were settling for so many threes earlier this season. I'm curious to see how many threes per game they're taking in their last. I, what, I had what, a what dream they? that they only took six threes in a game and it was fantastic. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, like and they won. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't wait to talk about this. I'm like, look, look, I told you, like, they don't have to take threes to win. Yeah. And then you woke up and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, I want to see what are they five and two? Are they seven and two in their last nine? No, that doesn't seem right. Seven and three in their last ten. Seven and th- OK, that, that sounds more better. Uh, makes more sense. I want to see how many wide open threes they're getting in their last ten games. So. Season segments, last 10 games, wide open threes. Let's see how many wide open threes they're generating since they've stopped, you know, banking on them so much. Um, wow, not nearly as many as I thought. And they're shooting so terribly on them, too. What are they are, – are they just killing it from the field? Like, I don't understand what – huh. Interesting. Two field goals attempted. I feel like these stats are skewed. Are these players stats? I'm so confused. Yeah. Uh, oh, these are wide open shots. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I want to see how many threes they're taking. Sorry, I'm on the wrong page. I'm just being a bozo. Because uh, it, it seems like the offense has finally found its niche or niche or whatever you want to say. And it, they're taking threes still, but they're fi- only taking good threes, if that makes sense. Like outside of the Tatum, you know, step backs or whatever, like no one else on the team. Is Besides doing Tatum, I haven't noticed a lot of exactly. threes. Which, Which the early threes are a killer, not just for the Celtics, but for other teams as well. I mean, just look at the Lakers. Davis and Westbrook were chucking them on Friday, and it let the Celtics take control of that game. The saddest thing is, I mean, <laughs> most of Westbrook's threes were wide open. <laughs> he just well, he's them. bad. He's just not good. Like, I don't know. <laughs> he's not a good shooter. I don't, he's not a good I don't shooter. know how. No, he's just not good in general. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's been I don't like, understand. Um, like, why? I, I'm going to keep saying this all season. I don't understand unless they really turn around or are incredible out of nowhere, which is not going to happen. No. Why people are over the moon with that. I mean, Since, oh, they have Westbrook now. Like, they should have went and got Buddy Heald. It's a layup. Yes, I'll agree with that. Since November 2nd, the Celtics have the fourth best record in the NBA. They're 7-3 and three in that span. Uh, only teams with better are Nets are 8-2, and two, Warriors are 9-1, and one, and the Suns are 10-0. Uh, yeah, they're, the Suns. 11, 12, and 11 straight, 11 straight. They're ridiculously good right now. But, um, <laughs> excuse me, Celtics in that span, Sam, 19th in the NBA in three pointers attempted when they've good. Done <laughs> They're also shooting 24th, uh, in the league in percentage. But I mean, if you're only taking that many, that's not a big deal. Uh, they're not even taking that many shots. They're 27th in the league in field goals attempted, uh, but they are but 14th that's not a good in stat. field goal percentage. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, you want to be the, taking shots unless that's you're true. playing at a slow pace deliberately. If you're taking less shots than the other team, odds are you're not going to win. I mean, you're just giving yourself more chances to score. But I mean, you're turning the ball over more, getting less rebounds, things like that are equating to that. But which doesn't defense, make a lot of though. sense. It's been the defense that's been just piggybacking the Celtics. Yes. Yeah. And that's been, which is fine. It's I mean, no I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it. They're third in the same stretch from since November 2nd, third in the NBA in defense. Uh, have they been better at rebounding? Yep. They're eighth in defensive rebounding. Uh, steals, they are. They've got to be up there because of Marcus now. Nope, they're almost dead last in steals, honestly. Uh, blocks aren't there either, but they're they're limiting points for their like opposing teams. They're they're just playing clamp down defense. They're giving up almost no second chance points per game. Uh, they've clamped down on the fast break, third best in that stat per game. Um, they uh, allowed the least points in the NBA in the paint. They're, they're they're just playing great great defense. And last night. You saw the offense that they can play too, and I think if they can put together, because I don't think they were, I, I thought the defense was not bad against the Thunder. I didn't think it was great. I thought it, actually I did think it was pretty bad. I thought it was pretty lackluster. I was not impressed. Um, the Thunder just stink, so they couldn't, they couldn't make their open shots. They got a lot of open shots. I bet if I looked, they'd get. Uh, they had at least like ten looks from three uh, that they just couldn't hit. And then the reason they came back in that second half was because the Celtics didn't fix their defense. And then on offense, they started just, you know, yeah, getting it felt like they were lazy around on offense. <laughs> yeah. Schroeder was just like, yeah, Schroeder was just like, oh, let me mess around a little bit. Tatum was like, let me mess around a little bit. And then the Thunder started to make a few one on a run. Yudoka timeout, fixed it. Fourth quarter, one on another run. Yudoka was pissed, had to put the starters back in. It was an ugly end of the game. And a lot of people will only remember that. But the first three quarters or two and a half were just the best offense the Celtics have played all season long. There weren't many flaws. There weren't many empty possessions. They were passing. They were driving and kicking. And they, they looked phenomenal. I mean, like you said, Grant's the drive and kick king. Schroeder, Tatum running the offense. Smart's been better. Um, they just need to uh, match that offense with the defense they've been playing before that Thunder game. Yeah, I mean, just a prime example is the Atlanta Hawks game where they had both yeah. sides of the ball going at completely different times of the game, and it screwed them over because they couldn't figure out how to put it together and make a run to get back into a game where it really felt like the door was open for a lot of it, and they did nothing about it. So, you know, the Lakers game, offense was really rough early, so was the defense. They put it all together for the last three quarters, outscored them by 30. Again yesterday, three good quarters, and then they screwed around a bit. Getting them to play for four full quarters is truly something that will give a guy a Nobel Prize. I mean, going <laughs> going back to last season, it's yeah. been the story of all. Even of two seasons ago. Like, I mean, they were good, but even like, it, it's just been a trend. And I, I think the issue or the, the difference was two seasons ago, they would end up finishing them and, you know, coming back. But last year they collapsed and this year they're doing it again. So that's been, uh, it's, I don't it's know. been frustrating. I think they have figured out how to finish games a little bit better lately yeah they're getting better i mean they did drop the close one um to dallas of course and then to cleveland cleveland but then they won the second one in cleveland which i believe was close most of the way it was 98 92 yeah the, the Cavs were sticking around thorn in the side for most of the game but they did but... close it instead of completely losing the lead obviously they blew the game yep. against chicago and the first one against cleveland which was horrible yeah yeah new york game they couldn't close out that was tough though they had to make a comeback Toronto Washington. was a blowout. Both Washington games, I feel like they could have gotten in and, and won the second one. That's, more that's why it was so but. frustrating for all of us watching because 
those were all games that were winnable and none of them were wins. Now you're starting to see it be the other way around where, okay, you're starting to at least finish the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only sure, games you might be letting the team back in, but yeah, they're not at least you're losing it completely. Yeah. Exactly. The only t- games that weren't winnable really were it was Toronto, and I get I, you could argue uh, the Hawks game. They they were in it, but it wasn't like they ever got it down to like three or four. I'm pretty sure. So I mean, you take those out. Celtics are what ridiculous, like fourteen and two or something. <laughs> something right. stupid, but um, probably probably around where I predicted they would be. <laughs> you want to take a look at the upcoming schedule here, Sam? Because December is about to be an absolute. I saw it. I did and see, I, but they should beat Houston Monday. This is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to read the games to you, and I'd like to know your thoughts on each one. Okay, all right. So yeah, so Houston. I mean, they should beat Houston. I, I want to. How mad? How mad if they lose that game? How I'll be pissed because just coming up, <laughs> as we'll get into, there's not a lot of games that are gimmies like this one is. Well, do you know... And Houston's also like 1-15, and 15, 16. I was going to so. say, do you know their record? They've only won once. Yeah, they're 1-15. and 15. They're, they're by far the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, you can't become two on that. And I, I said this. This is such a random tangent. The reason the Thunder are in echelon above those other teams is because they consistently beat those other teams. The Rockets don't do that. The Rockets don't beat anybody. So you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't lose to Houston. Uh, Tice is back, though, again. Um, so we'll, we'll see him. Houston gave the Knicks a run for their money. The almighty Knicks. Uh, it they was did. close down the wire there, but Knicks pulled away. Knicks have been struggling. Uh, Brooklyn game. Who could have? Who could have told you that? I think. <laughs> I think that Brooklyn game is a tough game, but I do think Fair. it's a game that's winnable for the Celtics, especially with Brown's back. You're at home. I'm sure there's going to be, and if there's not, I'll be very disappointed. Where is Kyrie? Chance going around the Garden, as there <laughs> certainly should be. I didn't even think about that. I just think so far this season, the Celtics have really showed up for the big games for the most part. Uh, First one being, I guess you could say New York was a big game. They lost it, but they put together a pretty good game. Obviously, Brown, 46 points. Uh, Charlotte is the next one. That team was 3-0 when you went down there on a second night of back-to-back, which Celtics now 3-0 on. You beat them. Next big one, in my opinion, was Chicago. They showed up for three quarters and then decided they were too tired or whatever. And then yep. lastly, you've got Lakers on Friday, blow them out. That's four games. They've shown up for all four of them that are big games. I can't see them not showing up to play Wednesday. And this has been the identity of the Celtics since Tatum and Brown have been the guys on this team. They show up for the big games. And I'll give them credit. Celtics haven't lost two in a row in November. They've been consistent, you know, at least they write the ship in the second game. They lost to Dallas, came back, beat Toronto, lost to Cleveland, came back, beat Cleveland, lost to Atlanta, come back two in a row. Uh, Lakers, OKC, the last games they lost in a row were um, obviously the two at the start of the season. Then they lost to Washington twice in Chicago. They blew it. But since then, you know, they're, they're winning with I mean, losses sprinkled in between. That's normal. and It's not ideal, but. Um, they're doing a good job of trying to stay somewhat consistent. Friday, November 26th, they in San Antonio. I mean, yeah, you got to win that game too. Yeah, they got you. At Toronto, the 28th, Toronto's been struggling too. I, I feel like they should win that game as well. It's a winnable game. Toronto's a good team. In my opinion, I just feel like it's a dangerous team, I should say. I think Scotty Barnes is for real. I think Ananobi's been for real. Obviously, Fred Van Bleed's proven himself. Siakam's back, but he's 
kind of a bomb in my opinion. He's actually playing. I mean, I, I know this because I did research from my Power Rankings. Siakam's been playing well the past week, but Scotty Barnes has been shit. He's been struggling. maybe they're having trouble adjusting for both of them in the lineup. Then. I don't know what it is. Theory. Okay, but they're going through struggles. You should win that. Yep. And after December, that, you got Philly's Philly. first at the Garden. You should win yep. that game. That Philly has been struggling. I know Embiid's been out with COVID. If he's been out with COVID, I can't imagine how in shape he is on top of already not um, traditionally think, being the most conditioned guy. I think Philly's like 8-2 and two this season with Embiid and 1-8 and eight without him. So. They have been really bad lately since he's been <laughs> out. I mean, that's how it works now with no Simmons. And as much as Simmons doesn't you know, do much with Embiid on the court, at least, he can, at least he can carry when Embiid is off the court. Um, okay, after, but I think after, they should win that game. I think that's another one where you're at home and the crowd pushes you over the edge if at the very least if it's close before that i hope Embiid plays though i want him to play i want i always want the guys to play the celtics if if lebron didn't play friday it wouldn't mean half as much as it did to beat that team that already isn't very good uh, but it was a, nonetheless, it was a damn shame the lakers lost to a celtics team with two starters out yeah it's a damn and shame. then <laughs> the same with milwaukee when they played without Giannis, that was disappointing you wanted yeah. to see how they matched up, how, I want to see how well they played. I wanted to see yeah. Horford. I want to see Horford and Bede. Um, yeah, I still think Horford is good. I mean, he's been good defensively this season. Yes. If anywhere, the lapses I've seen are he misses shots every once in a while that I traditionally don't Those hook missing. shots. I don't love the hook shots. Uh, the ones from the low post on the near side on the TV angle are money. From, from the yeah. middle of the paint, they have not been good. But the ones off the glass seem to always drop for him. Yeah, he's just got to get it down. Um, after that, they're in Utah, December third. See, this is where it gets tough. Utah is—I don't think they win that game. That's a hard one. In Utah, it's even harder. Yes. Um, back to back, Utah, and then Portland in Portland. Portland's bad, and the Celtics—I misspoke earlier. I believe they did drop the the Cleveland collapse was second out of back to back, so they're well, like three I will and say, one. Portland um, is like the Hawks. They're horrible on the road, but they're very, they've won eight in a row at home. So they're dangerous okay. in Portland. So I'll, I'll well, give we'll you that see. information as well. We'll see. But I still think that's a game that you should win. I agree. I agree. Utah Portland is the start of a road trip. Then they take on the Lakers and the Clippers seventh and the eighth. Both have been, uh, Lakers have been struggling much worse, but the Clippers have gone downhill in the past. I would like, as well. I would like to think they can beat the Lakers again. Yeah. Clippers. I, I, one, I don't think Staples or whatever they're going to be calling it going forward is <laughs> crypto.com <laughs> is a environment that really gives your team a boost as the home team. I think there's very few of those in the NBA. I think it's I think the Garden does. I think Wells Fargo and I I think uh, as much as you can hate them, Madison Square Garden does as well. Just they, they get and also there. Golden State and Toronto. I'll say that too. Toronto is really good. Okay. So, All right, um, but yeah, it is think- not. It's not one I'm of I'm curious those. now. No, it's not. I'm th- I'm thinking if there's any others. I think Denver and um Well, Denver cuz the altitude. Denver and Miami I think are underrated crowds though. I, I don't know are. how good of a crowd Miami has. I think those two are okay. Denver at least is all right. Um everywhere else is just kind of You know what? I'll give credit to you. This is very random. The Cleveland crowd was kind of rocking when Boston was there. The well, yeah, your team comes back from 19 down. That's how your crowd <laughs> should be. <laughs> That's also true. But I mean, it's also Cleveland. So you got to respect him for liking the team regardless. Um, also, it sucks it, to see uh, Colin Sexton go down with the season ending injury. But Yeah, it's unfortunate for them. Huh? They yeah. were playing so well. 
it like sucks even more for him. They must have taken some guys off the Celtics staff over the summer. <laughs> it sucks even more for him because he's going into a contract year. So he's that kind of screwed. For him. That's awful. He'll, he'll, um, somebody will pay him. Yeah, not somebody will It'll be somebody else. I don't think it will be Cleveland. Clippers game, back-to-back after LA uh, Lakers. Clippers are beatable. Yeah. They're beatable. They're, they're very, very good defensively. Very, very not good offensively. So Sounds like another that. team I know. <laughs> um, the 10th, they got Phoenix. That's uh, in Phoenix. That's that's tough. That's, that's a tough game. Tough. Well, f- yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's one you're allowed to drop. Yeah, I think you need to beat both the L.A. teams, though. Very few games. Sam says you're allowed to drop. And that is one of them. You heard it here first uh, versus Milwaukee, the 13th. Uh, yeah, versus Milwaukee. It's another tough team. game. It's at home. Bucks have not uh, lost with their big three in the lineup. Yeah, this season. it's only been a few games, but big they look three. Good. But um, uh, yeah, yeah, you know not I mean. bad They're players, but top uh, three guys. Big three. Um, guys. I don't know. That's a tough one. I think you should win because you're at home. That's just how I feel. I feel like you shouldn't lose games at home usually. Yeah, I just don't, no, I I just don't think you should. Okay, I got I got the next the one Celtics. for you. Then at home versus Golden State. <laughs> that's a tough one. But I, it's just another one. Like, I think I think you're able to win. Like, if Dude, you, that's stretch when man. the lines I'm telling you right now, when the lines come out that day, I'll bet the Celtics money line, especially they'll be, they'll be underdogs. Dude, that stretch in December, December 1st, Philly, Utah, Portland, Lakers, Clippers, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Golden State. And the Celtics have traditionally played the Warriors very well. Yeah, that's that's also that's also true. Um I remember watching them. I was at work when they took down the Warriors undefeated to start of the season. You remember that? <clears throat> or undefeated start at home. or It was something. It was a big game. When they were in Golden State. Yeah, yeah undefeated home streak or whatever it was. It was. It was a well, they, they, that was another situation. They did. The Celtics had Golden State when I don't know how many games into their undefeated start to the season they were. It was a lot. It was deep. Yeah. It was like 26 or something. 25, saying, 26, yeah. something like that. Because it was in December. And they dropped it they missed isaiah missed like a pretty good look to end the game and not have it go into another overtime but then they lost yeah that was a fantastic game anyways back to back the 17th is golden state at td 18th is at td again against the knicks that's a win Um, you have to win that i think one the knicks aren't good two you shouldn't have lost from opening night yeah you're at home again (laughs) and then i mean the 20 the 20th two days later at home versus philly that's another, I mean, tough game, but you, know, you want to see. These are, the these are for the most part, games that go either way. When I say they, they should win, Knicks is not. I think they should win that. But Philly's It'll another one. A, I think it go either way, but I think yep. if you're at home, you're supposed to win. Philly's a lot better than I thought they'd be this year. I'll give them credit. I mean, they're a lot better. Well, Seth Curry's playing out of his mind. Maxie's playing really well. Yeah. Furkin, they're Corkin, getting George Niang. Uh, George Niang, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, told I, I said the production. It um december i'll I'll say this december is gonna be a very fun month of basketball if the celtics can continue to play at this level that'd be very 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 upsetting month of basketball uh next on the wednesday two days after philly at home versus cleveland Uh, that's a game you have to win yep i agree uh then you got christmas game in milwaukee um that's a tough one but i don't know if they win that game but i expect them to give it a good fight I hope so. That'll be fun. I always watch on Christmas. I mean, it's it's very fun. Christmas is a different games. kind of element, so you never know. I, that's a game they show up for. I mean, I will say this, okay? I might not hit on all these games I think they should win, but I think for damn sure you're going to get a team to show up. 
The yeah. Celtics are going to get up for these games. I don't think you're going to see them get blown out a lot over this next month. If they, even if they do lose a bunch, I think a lot of it is going to be close, and a lot of it might be them um, not closing the game the very best way they could, not executing down the stretch maybe. But I really don't think they're going to get their doors blown off by any of these teams. The one yeah. game I can see being a blowout is Utah, and that's because in recent years they have been really bad when they go to Utah. Yeah. Uh, and then closing out December at Minnesota versus LA versus Phoenix. So at go. Minnesota, they should win. Yep. Versus the Clippers, they should win. And then versus, versus Phoenix, Phoenix is tough, but I still Phoenix think they is, should win. Phoenix will probably be cooled off by then. And then, I mean, you don't have to give me your predictions, but January, Sam, you're going to have a field day. Orlando, San Antonio, win, New York, win, New York, win, Pacers, win, Pacers. Win, win. I mean, <laughs> you can just take all your Christmas money and put it all on the Celtics throughout January. <laughs> I'll keep going. I mean, Sixers, Bulls is tough. Pelicans, Hornets, Blazers, Wizards, Kings, Hawks, Pelicans. Um, yeah, it, it shouldn't be as, as hard uh, in January as it is in December, but. Celtics have a lot of national TV games this year. I mean, obviously they're Boston, but I'm just looking at the schedules and seeing it now. Well, that's not uh, a good thing, especially when the rights <laughs> leave uh, NBC Sports NBC. Boston. You have to watch the national. I'm so happy NBC Sports Boston had na- uh, rights to Friday's game because, from what I understand, it would have not been a very good watch. Yeah, I mean, I had fun when I was there. I saw all the all the people and stuff. But um, yeah. Uh, anything else you have before? I mean, I did my power rankings this week, so I like to get your thoughts whenever I put those out, but. No, I think we're good. I don't think there's always more to talk about when they're playing poorly. Yeah, that's very true. I was talking to uh, talking to Tim the other day and he was talking about how uh, he's an intern for not an intern. He works for Sion us. We've moved up in the world since we interned there. Um, They always have more to talk about when there's a loss and they run longer. And that's just the nature of the beast uh, in the industry. But yeah, I put out my power rankings this week, Sam. Uh, I'd like to know your thoughts. We can go through the whole NBA. We can obviously spend more time talking about uh, where the Celtics landed, but you know, get your thoughts on around the league, et cetera, right. et cetera. Any, any teams you're curious about, I, you can guess, let, or we can just say, let's you know, see if I can't get the order right. I, I bet you have Phoenix one because they won 11 in a row. If not Phoenix, then you have the Warriors. I don't. I take, it'll take me a second to get all the way to the end because I have to click through every slide, but uh, oh, it is not Phoenix. Is it, it is the Warriors Phoenix. then? It, it is. It is the worst. All right, then Phoenix has to be number two. Bingo. Yes, they are number and then two. I would say Brooklyn's probably number three. Yes, they are. Number it, four. It, it doesn't go strictly by uh, record, obviously. Like it took no, I, I know. Lately, it stuff like that. Okay. The week or whatever. Yeah, yep. Number four. Uh, trying to like go through all these teams before I start throwing teams I pay more attention to out there. <laughs> Miami's been rough, I think, over the last week. So it's not uh, no, they've, they've picked it up. They were struggling two weeks ago. They picked it up this past week. It, it's not them, though. No, it's not them. Milwaukee, maybe, that they got their guys back? Nope, they're not that high yet. Who's up there last week? Washington's got to be in the top ten. Oh, Utah. Uh, Utah's five. They're next. They're not four. Okay. But Utah is five. It, it's not a team you're particularly a fan of, but they're they're a good team. They're quality. This am they, a they, fan they, of? They're, well, I, you just think, oh, they're frauds. You hate their star The player. Wizards? No, you hate their star player. You think he's bad because he only leads bad teams. That's been oh, the Bulls. Game. I can't believe I didn't yeah. think of them. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bulls are number four. Utah yeah, is five, like I said. Um, six, you've said them already. Oh, man. Miami? 
Yep, six is Miami. Seven is a team, another team you said already. Um, Washington. Yep. Eight is another team you said already. But they they picked it up. Milwaukee. Back. Yep, Milwaukee's eight. Nine, you haven't said them. Uh, I'll tell you Western Conference, so give you a no, easier. Is it Dallas? Guess. It is Dallas. They are yeah. nine. Ten is Western Conference again. They well, struggled be, this week, but they're still should up should be there. Eastern Conference, I think, on this one. <laughs> this but, is the West, though. Um, Denver. Yep. And then 11, Eastern Conference. Should be the Celtics. Bingo. Fun fact, you can see me and Zoe, uh, Zoe's my girlfriend, in the back of this picture that I use as thumbnail. Just dish oh. like Zoe, Zoe's mask in my sweatshirt. You can't see our faces. No, did you, <laughs> right Jack, did you keep your masks on the whole time? I did. I did. I did. I tried to at least. Some people around us obviously didn't because it's, it's what happens. But I, I kept it on except for when I was eating or drinking. Shout out TD Garden. <laughs> 12, number 12 in the rankings. Western Conference again. And this is where things can get very opinionated because the East and West are so – there's so many teams hovering around 500 right now. Um, I'm trying to like yeah, run through like 12. my head of like who's out in the West. I always like can't think of these freaking teams out there. Their, star, got, star, their star's hurt. He's gonna star's the hurt? Season. Missing the whole is season. The Clippers? Yep, Clippers are 12. Uh, and the last sentence of my thing is it, it is kind of crazy that they're the best team in their own city right now, though. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy how that happens. It's not that crazy. <laughs> uh, 13, back out East. Um, taking a tumble, but not necessarily taking their fault. Philly. Yep. Philly is 13. 14. Uh, this team actually rose in the rankings. They were 19 last week. This week, they're 13. Oh, I remember who 19 or was 14. last week. 14, I mean. But yeah. Who was it? <laughs> I can give you a clue. It'll give it away. But No, I don't want a clue. Because yeah. I remember specifically talking about a team that was 19 last week. and I just can't think of who it was. I can give you a good clue. My, my first away. guess is Charlotte, but I don't think yeah. that's... Oh, it is Charlotte. Okay. It is Charlotte. They went 3-1 last week. They beat well, Golden sure State shit, they and They lost Washington. the game, I bet, then. They, they <laughs> lost bad yesterday. They did, yeah. But they beat Golden State, Washington, and Indiana before that, so it was a good week. Uh, 15, this team was 16 last week, so they jumped up one spot right around the same place. Nope. For the Knicks. Yep. Knicks are 15. 16, this team was 17 last week, so again, another team hovering around the same place. Um, Western Conference. It's not the Lakers, is it? No, no. No. This isn't necessarily a team you'd think of. They're kind of under the radar. They're, they're fun, though. They've got Minnesota? a Minnesota? Nope. Oh. Right letter. Right first letter of the first thing. Oh, man. Of the city. The city. Oh, my God. Don't tell me. Because I... Oh, Memphis. <laughs> yeah. Memphis Screw Memphis, too. I bet on them, and they <laughs> lost by 40 yesterday. 17 is out west. yesterday. 17. They were 20 last week. Jumped up after a solid week. Uh, mainly because mm. they were playing at home. In the West, though, not the Portland. Team. Portland, yeah. uh, eighteen is the think you were the the team you were thinking of. Lakers. Uh, they were 20, 23 last week. No, they're good at home. Oh, four and zero. They jumped up from twenty three. Four and zero. Four and zero this past week, and the Celtics were one of those losses. Uh, oh, Minnesota. Wait, no, no. Oh, Atlanta. Yep, Atlanta is twenty or eighteen. Sorry, <clears throat> nineteen team took a tumble. Went zero and three this past week, I believe. Uh, I need to edit that because I wrote one and two. Zero uh, and three this past week. Um, is this one the still, Lakers? Nope, they're still nine and eight. They're in the Eastern Conference, but they went zero and two, zero and three, so they took a fall. They were twelve last week, another nineteen. Twelve? What is this the Knicks? No, the Knicks won. No. I already said the Knicks. Jesus, it must be Toronto. No, no. I'm struggling. They're a team that they weren't supposed to be good, which is why they fell so much because they're kind of coming back down to earth. Star you sure? Got in, you sure Star it's not just, the Knicks? Star just got injured, out for the season. 
Oh, Cleveland. Yep, Cleveland. And number 20, one and three this past week. Uh, almost a bottom 10 team in the league. It is your Los Angeles Lakers. I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't want to guess them again. I mean, I just kept hammering them. I mean, they're they're, they're bad. 21 bad. is in the East again. Uh, you said them just two seconds Toronto. ago. Yep. 22 is out West, seven and nine. They went three and one this past week, though. They've won three in a row. So oh, picking it back up. You said them as well. Western Conference. Minnesota. Yep. 23, still Western Conference. Uh, went one and four this past week, but Boy, they were 22 man. last week. It is, yeah. They just Sacramento. lost last night. Nope, they just lost last night. Almost came back, though. Almost came. OKC? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 24, went one and three this past week. Uh, Sam, you hate the, probably your least favorite team in the NBA <laughs> from, the, from the way you've talked about them, Eastern Conference. Uh, not in the sense that you hate them, just in the sense that you think they're terrible. Oh, the Pacers. Yeah. Well, they're bad. Like that team is yeah, not no, good. I know. I know. They need to like I, wave the white flag over there. I don't know what they're doing. Sam, I wrote an article for, I mean, it, it was based on the comments of a YouTuber I watched, but it, it's, it's built for you. It was three trades, three Indiana Pacers trades to kickstart a rebuild. I'll, I'll tell you those three at the end of the show, just for shits and giggles, but we'll, we'll finish this up first. I just, yeah, I just don't think they should be trying to win. Like, I don't think Sabonis is a one or a two on a winning team. I think he's a three. I, yeah. Like, and he's your best be a player. Two. I think you can be a little I don't know two. about that. Um, 25, Western Conference again. They went one and three this past week. There was a lot of drama this week saying their coach could get canned. Uh, well, Tristan Thompson. I mean, he did get canned. He's gone. Luke Walden? He got fired this morning. Oh, Calvin really? Gentry will take the reins, yes. Oh, really? You retweeted this, no? No, I did not. I have been very busy. I have not been on my phone that much. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> you see what Tristan Thompson said? He said he said like he doesn't need something. a coach telling him what to do <laughs> yeah. or whatever. He basically just called out his whole team. No, I mean it makes sense. It just means the Kings aren't trying that hard. Luke uh, Walton, by the way, the second best winning percentage in Sacramento Kings history. That's so sad. It is That's sad. So He's not sad. even five hundred. No. Um, twenty six is back out east. They're the worst team in the east right now, which is must weird, be still Orlando. Yep. Then you've got, let's see, we've got three teams left. Let me see if I can three, just hit Four you. teams. Four, four teams, teams left. 27. You've got, not OKC, you've got San Antonio, Houston, yep. and Houston's. New Orleans, and there's one more team. Could yep, it be? you're missing 28. And Detroit. Houston is 30. Yep, Houston is 30. Pelicans 29. Detroit is 28. And that wraps that up. But, um... Yeah, the, these Pacers trades, Sam. I mean, you don't have to give your thoughts, but I did write the article and I forgot to even show it to you because I know you hate the Pacers. But, I don't um, hate the Pacers. I just think they're bad. <laughs> Which is fair. It's very valid. The first one, oh, God, it was a Warriors trade. Warrior fans are in my mentions, dude. They're coming for my throat. They hate me. Dude, like, get a life. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> like, my whole <clears throat> Twitter mentions right now is just Warriors fans yelling at me for a trade. And, I mean, it's not an ideal trade, but it would help them for this season. It was basically trading Wiseman and Kuminga, and they would get back Boucher, Maxi Kleber, and Dorian Finney-Smith to help them with depth this season. It's not like they're fucking no, playing no. their young players anyways. But if I'm I the Warriors, absolutely not. I'm yelling at you as well, Jack. All right, whatever. Um, this one is Wiseman and Kuminga again, but this time they get Miles Turner back to start at center, which I don't hate at That's all. That's another one I'm yelling. That's not a good trade. Why? Because they already have these other... Two, these guys are second year in a rookie. But they're not going to play for the next, like, three years. 
Wiseman's not playing at all. Or he's is he hurt. injured? He hasn't played a single game for them this season. He's hurt. Okay, well, when he comes back, he's found money. Kubinga's playing like 10 minutes a game. Wiseman wasn't even, like, he was okay last year, but it's not, I, I don't know. I just think Turner would be a much better fit, and I think it'd be worth it for them. Uh, anyways, <clears throat> and that that was for the, the Pacers to kickstart a rebuild. Second trade for the Pacers, um, Karis LeVert and Justin Holiday. They get back Torian Prince, Josh Kogi, Jalen Noel. But um, the main thing is they get 22 first and a 2025 first, and the 2025 first would be after Cat's contract is up. So yeah, see, that's one I would do if you're getting picks back. You're not if I if I'm the Pacers, I'm trading, I'm selling for picks. And the deadline you watch are going to be offloading all these guys. Like mm-hmm. Brogdon's probably going to be on a new team. Levert might be on a new team. I don't know yeah. what their length of their contracts is, but those guys are not going to be on the Pacers by the end of the year, I don't think. And the last one I had Sabonis to Washington for Hachimura, Corey Kispert, Thomas Bryant, 2024 and 2027 second uh, firsts. That's one if I'm the Pacers, I do. I think it makes Washington Hachi better, Moore too. is supposed to be good, and you're getting picks, and Kispert's a rookie. Thomas Bryant's all right, but he's yeah. injured, right? Yeah, so is Hachimura. Neither of them played a game. Well, yeah, I know Hachimura's been injured. but I think I mean, that's a good deal that for That benefits Washington. you down the road. And I don't think so. you're not getting anything from Sabonis if you're the Pacers. I think Sabonis fits well in the Wizards, too. Yeah, he'd be uh-huh. fine. Anyways, yeah, that, that's it. I just thought you'd find that interesting. Uh, I've been pumping out trade articles. I've successfully pissed off Pacers fans in my mentions. Warriors fans hate me. Blazers fans hate me. But I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> not the articles. I'm getting the views. So that's my job. Uh, you can come at me if you'd like. If you're if you're sad enough on Twitter to not put your face in your profile picture, you can come at me all you want because you know if it, if it gives you entertainment, just at least put your face in it. You're you're gonna come at me with Steph Curry as your profile picture. Get out of here. Get out of my. Get out I of need my to get myself today. a come Twitter on. burner account so I can like come at people. So I can like troll Jack. Dude, this fucking guy won't leave me alone. I don't care. It's just like what one one guy. Oh, I I I don't usually respond, but one of them was funny because the dude just like. He he's obviously like forty years old on Twitter, and so he tweeted at me. <laughs> excuse me. He tweeted at Jackson NBA. This is one of the worst trades I've ever seen. Thank God you are not a GM in the league. Hashtag trash. Hashtag do better. And so I well, <laughs> Jack, back you're clearly at him. not even worth the uh, apostrophe <laughs> in I've or the E. Yeah, exactly. And he, he, I came back at him. I said, hashtag, thank you for your support <laughs> because he's hashtagging on Twitter. And then he came back at me and I, I just ignored it. He said, you need help, not support. Get real, kid. Hashtag. Your, I was like, all right. Well, yeah, support can be help. I mean, <laughs> exactly. this, this guy might be trying to help you out, Jack. I just think he's a little bit misguided. He gave he, he just, man. His heart, his heart's in the right place. He just doesn't know how to express himself. Exactly. Uh, shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, thank you for your support once again. But. Yeah, that, that's all I had. I'll, um, uh, we can get out of here. Thank you guys so much for listening to the From the Raptors podcast. Uh, check out BannertownUSA.com. Check me out on Twitter, at JacksonMoneMBA. Uh, and yeah, I'll just throw it over to Sam. You can hit the rest. Yes, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, you can like, share, and subscribe to uh, USA. If you enjoy our you know, content, you can always right check us out. 60 subscribers right now. So Look at that. Look at that. This is uh, many points as Tatum scored to Ty Bird. Um, if you also, you know, if you, you want more of us, you can watch pregame streams. Jack will not be in tomorrow, but I should be there. Uh, 30 minutes before every Celtics game on Guy Boston Sports across Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. 
Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. His is at Jack Simone NBA. Uh, I'm Sam LaFrance NBA, and uh, that's our show for today. Bye.